Hello, and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Harvest Church here in Elk Grove. We're excited to have you join us as we share God's message of hope and love. Each week, we bring you a new message from our pastors and guest speakers designed to inspire, uplift your spirits, and challenge you. Whether you're listening on your commute, at home, or on a walk, we hope these messages will bring you closer to God and help you on your faith journey. So without further ado, let's listen in. Father, we just thank you and we praise you right now in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. I pray for the power in the presence of the Holy Spirit. I pray, God, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and the heart to perceive what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, that we might turn and be healed. I pray for God's supernatural grace and anointing to rest upon this service. Uh, speak to your heart, the, the hearts of your people, and let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and all of God's people said, amen. amen and amen. Praise God. I want to talk to you about a geography lesson. Some of you, we have the high school kids who have graduated from high school. Give them a good hand clap. They've been going through their high school ceremonies and everything. Uh, Pastor Liz misses you. She is in Florida right now. Our nephew uh, her sister's firstborn graduated from high school yesterday. Um, her best friend growing up, her firstborn, her daughter is graduating from high school today, so they're in Tampa. She's in Tampa, Florida, celebrating with the family. Uh, I wanted to be with them, but I know I had to be here. So, Alexander, we love you. Congratulations, Papa. Uh, Layla, we love you as well. You're graduating today. Congratulations. Pastor Liz sends her love. She misses you all, and she will see you next Sunday. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So I want to talk to you about geography lessons because some of you thought that when you graduated from school, you were getting away from geography. But I'm bringing geography here to church today, amen? And this is not a, uh, don't get nervous, so you, you, I'm not going to grade you from A to F. You're gonna, everyone's going to get a passing grade today, so don't get nervous. It's going to be okay. Don't, you know, some people started sweating when you started thinking about geography and some of those grades maybe that you had in uh, middle school or elementary or high school. But last month here at the church, uh, we talked about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Pentecost Sunday was on May 28th, and we deemed the month of May Holy Spirit Month because the, the uh, month of May and Pentecost Sunday it happened to be the birth of the church. Pastor Liz came here with a birthday cake, and she said, Happy birthday, church, last Sunday, because the church was founded on the day of Pentecost. You see the idea or the mentionings of the church previous, but the actual inception of the church started on Pentecost Sunday over 2,000 years ago. And the gathering of believers uh, did not exist until the church began uh, on the day of Pentecost. And the, uh, I want to give you a couple of things about this of, of why we emphasize the person of the Holy Spirit. Because you may say, well, what's the big deal? Like, why are you making such an emphasis on the Holy Spirit? Like, what's the big deal? And I want to show you biblically and scripturally what the big deal is. And through this geography lesson, why it's important to emphasize the person of the Holy Spirit. So in the Old Testament, everyone say Old Testament. Almighty God, God the Father, was the prominent figure in the Old Testament. 
And then when we come to the New Testament in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the prominent figure or the primary figure in the Gospels is Jesus Christ. However, starting in the book of Acts and at the birth of the church, now the prominent figure within the Trinity, the Godhead, becomes the person of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 28, Jesus tells his disciples to baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's where we get the terminology Trinity or the Godhead because the Trinity is made of God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the precious Holy Spirit. But all three of them had a prominent portion of the Bible where they were the primary figure. Old Testament was God the Father, the Almighty. The Gospels was Jesus Christ. But starting in the book of Acts, which is the history book of the church, the founding of the church, and the beginning of the church, the Holy Spirit now becomes the prominent figure of the Godhead and the one who drives the bus on behalf of the Godhead. Amen. That's important to understand. Because if you are looking for the Father to do what's in the book of Acts, you're missing it because his, his time of really being prominent was the Old Testament. That doesn't mean that he doesn't exist and he's still not doing what he is called to do. But he has shifted his role to say, my time, Old Testament, was me. The, my son's time was the New Testament and the Gospels. And now the Holy Spirit time starts in the book of Acts with the church. So why do we emphasize the Holy Spirit? We do so, and here's the geography lesson, because where God the Father and Jesus the Son are located geographically, we have a geographical issue, and that's the reason why the Holy Spirit is the emphasis starting in the book of Acts and, and after the Gospels. Isaiah 66 and verse 1 says this, if you ever wonder where God the, the Father is, I'm going to solve this unsolved mystery for some people today. So Isaiah 66, 1 says this, it says, and this is what the Lord says, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. So geographically, God the Father is in heaven, seated on his throne, reigning and ruling over all of the universe. Secondly, where's Jesus Christ? There was a time for 33 years that Jesus Christ was physically on the, on the earth. He was born of the Virgin Mary. He was, he was birthed. He was conceived by uh, the Holy Spirit. And then for 33 years, he lived here on the earth in, in the form of a man, Emmanuel, God with us. But at the end of his 33 years, after his resurrection, we see that there is a shift in his geographical location. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 9, it says this. It says, after this, he, speaking of Jesus, was taken up into the clouds while they, the apostles, were watching. And they could no longer see him. And they strained to see him rising into heaven. And two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. It was two angels. And he said, men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Why are you looking up into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into where? I'm sorry, I need better class participation. Jesus has been taken from you into where? Into heaven. 
But someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. So geographically, Jesus is where? He's in heaven. So the father is on his throne in heaven. Geographically, Jesus ascends to heaven. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20 says this. It says, also, this is the Apostle Paul uh, speaking. He said, also, I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believes in him. Glory be to God. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him, speaking of Jesus, in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. So specifically, not only is Jesus Christ in heaven, but he is seated at the right hand of God on his own throne of authority next to the Father. So the Father is in heaven on his throne. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father on his throne. Romans 8.34 says this, Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, and here it is, geographically, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So we see from Romans and from Ephesians that Jesus geographically is at the right hand of God, reigning and ruling over the universe with his heavenly Father. So who's here with us on the earth? See, if we only had those scriptures, I would get really, really nervous and say, oh, Lord, what's going on? Where are you? I thought, Jesus, you said you would never leave us and never forsake us. I thought you would always be here with us. But he is here with us, and he's here with us through the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Someone had to stay down here on earth with us mere earthlings to make sure that we didn't get in too much trouble while Jesus is at the right hand of the Father and, the, and God is on his throne. The one member of the Godhead had to stay with us and continue to carry out the mission that the Father began, that Jesus continued and consummated, and that the Holy Spirit continues to bring forth into the second coming of Christ. So I want to give you several aspects about uh, the believers in Christ must realize about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here with us on the earth. The Holy Spirit is with us on the earth. Look at someone next to you say, the Holy Spirit is with us on the earth. When people say, where is God? He is with us on the earth in the form of the he's here on the earth with us through the person of the holy spirit he is here so i want to give you these several aspects and i pray that this would unlock your understanding of why emphasize the holy spirit because i want to say this and i'm I'm going to hit this in my notes but the closer you are to the person of the holy spirit the closer you become in your relationship with jesus and your understanding of god the father I'm going to say that again. I think some people missed it. The closer you are in relationship to the person of the Holy Spirit, the closer you become in your relationship with Jesus the Son and God the Father. 
Because the Holy Spirit is the same spirit that helped Jesus to commune and connect with God the Father. The Holy Spirit is the same spirit that caused every resurrection, every miracle, every sign and wonder that Jesus performed. It was not just Jesus being Jesus, but it was Jesus operating through the power of the Holy Spirit as a forerunner and a model for us of how to utilize and connect with the person of the Holy spirit to carry out the assignments of the kingdom of god jesus was the perfect example of how you connect with the holy spirit to do the will of the father he showed us he modeled us so if we would reject the method that jesus would use why would we think that we're going to be successful in our christianity and doing what the church has been placed here on the earth to do You can't do it the wrong way and get a right result. Hey, come on, that was a response. You can't do it the wrong way and get a right response. If Jesus modeled what relationship with the Holy Spirit looked like so that he could commune with God the Father, why would we think we could do a different methodology but get the same results that he got? Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do in my name because I go to the Father and ask on your behalf. We're supposed to do as much, if not more, than what Jesus did on the earth because the very one that caused him to do the miracles, the Holy Spirit, is the one that he gave us on the day of Pentecost when he began the church. Jesus literally starts the church on the day of Pentecost and said, I'm going to give you 100% of the power that I had on the earth to do the same things that I did. But because we kick the Holy Spirit to the curve, we throw him into a back closet, we think that he's a side issue, we don't see the same things Jesus did because we don't embrace the same power that he had to carry out the assignment. Why? Holy Spirit emphasis? Because he's the one that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Listen, if you are powerful enough to suck people out of the grave and bring them back to life, I think I need a little bit of that power in my life. I don't know about you. So the closer you are with the person of the Holy Spirit, the closer you become in your relationship with Jesus. And I'm going to show you a couple of scriptures of how that is true. Amen? Amen. Number one, Jesus has passed on the responsibility of his followers receiving instructions to the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus has passed on the responsibility of his followers receiving instructions to the person of the Holy Spirit. During the gospel, Jesus was the teacher who instructed his followers. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus instructed them. They had a problem, they had an issue, they went to Jesus, they talked to Jesus, and then Jesus would explain to his disciples what's going on. That's how it worked in the gospels. But now in the church age, starting in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit is now the teacher who instructs the followers of Christ. 
So we no longer go to Jesus for instructions. We go to the Holy Spirit for instructions to find out what Jesus is saying. You want to know what Jesus is saying? Ask the Holy Spirit. You want to know what's on the mind of God the Father? Ask the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says no one has the mind of God except for the Spirit. The Holy Spirit has the perfect mind of God, and he is willing to reveal it to you if you would go to him to find out what's on the mind of the, of the Heavenly Father. Amen. Acts chapter 1, 1 and 2 says this. If this is uh, uh, Luke is the author of the book of Acts, and he's writing to a guy named Theophilus. He said, in my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to where? Heaven, because that's where he currently resides. After choosing his apostles, uh, further instruction through the Holy Spirit. So the apostles' instructions from that point on started to come and operate through the person of the Holy Spirit. The greater you know the teacher, the greater your ability to receive his instructions. The greater you know the teacher, the greater that people knew Jesus as the teacher here on earth, Emmanuel, God with us, the greater they received his instructions. That's the reason why Jesus said to Israel, he said, I pray that you would have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the spirit of the Lord is saying, that you might turn and be healed. But your, your hearts are hardening. You do not hear what I'm saying you do not see what I'm doing and because of that you can't receive what the father has for you it is a prophecy from the book of Isaiah but now we understand that Jesus was the teacher then and the Holy Spirit is the teacher now and the greater we have the ability to learn from the teacher of the Holy Spirit the greater we can walk in his instructions some of you say, well, if Jesus was here, I would have a better Christian life. That's not true. That's not true. Jesus had 12 men that walked with him, and one betrayed him to death. Listen, Judas ate with Jesus. He, he spent time with Jesus. He heard the teachings of Jesus face to face. He communed with Jesus. He learned how to pray from Jesus, and he still rejected and betrayed Jesus being around him 24-7. Just being around God is not enough. It's when you connect with him on a deep, life-giving level does it produce transformation in your life. And in the dispensation of the church, the deeper the connection with the person of the Holy Spirit is, the deeper your relationship with God the Father and God the Son is. I'm teaching this morning. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Glory to Dios. Number two, Jesus is no longer geographically on earth, but the Holy Spirit is here on earth, and he leads us in the same manner that Jesus would lead us in if he was still here. There is no drop-off, but it's only continuation. And the same level that Jesus led his disciples is the same level that the Holy Spirit leads us here on the earth. 
This is one of the greatest revelations of the person of the Holy Spirit in the entire Bible. Not the greatest, but one of the greatest. Go to John 16, 7 and 8. Pastor Liz quoted this when she taught about the Holy Spirit. But it says this. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. It says, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Where else in the Bible would it be good for Jesus to leave anybody? But he's saying it is good for you. It is not good. It is best for you. <sighs> Powerful language that I go away because if I don't, the advocate, this is the Holy Spirit, won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin, of God's righteousness, and of the coming judgment. Verse 13, and when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all what? Into all truth. And he will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard, and he will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me, and all that belongs to the Father's mind, this is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So let me, let me give you eight components of why you need to connect and have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Number one, this is within my big list. Now this is the small list. Number one, Jesus passed the baton of responsibility for the church to the person of the Holy Spirit. He said, it is best for you that I leave and that the advocate or the Holy Spirit might come. He passed on that responsibility to the Holy Spirit. So we pray in Jesus' name, but it's activated and operated through the person and the power of the Holy Spirit, whatever comes to pass. Number two, the Holy Spirit could not take over until Jesus left. Jesus said, if, he, if I don't leave, he can't come. If I don't go, then he cannot take his rightful position in the church age as the primary member of the Godhead who is now supposed to operate heaven's agenda. Amen. Number three, the Holy Spirit is the one who convicts people who do not believe in Christ so that they can become believers and followers. So for all of those unsaved family members, for all of those unsaved co-workers, for all of those people who you want to see come into relationship with Jesus, it is through the person of the Holy Spirit and his conviction that they repent of their sins and they turn from their wicked ways. Before you were saved. That thing that made you feel bad when you sinned that eventually drove you to salvation, that was the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit dealing with your heart to say that God has created you for more than this. There's more to life than the sin that you're living in. It was the conviction of the Holy Spirit that not only convict you, but it was the conviction of the Holy Spirit that was drawing you into a relationship with Jesus. So if you want to see your unsaved friends and family saved, start praying that the Holy Spirit would convict them and start dealing with their hearts that they might repent and surrender and give their lives to Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that draws them. Number four, the Holy Spirit will guide the followers of Christ into all truth. 
It says when the spirit of truth comes, he will draw them into all truth. So we cannot know truth without the person of the Holy Spirit. Oh, let me, let me clarify that. We cannot discern truth without the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was truth, the way, the truth, and the life in the midst of Israel, and yet they still rejected them because they could not perceive the truth of who he was because they were not embracing the Holy Spirit. You can have truth in your midst and still be in error. You can have people preach good Bible to you and still live in sin. It is the Holy Spirit that reveals truth, that opens up your eyes to see the reality so that you can walk in the fullness of God. It is the Holy Spirit. This is why we need the Holy Spirit. We can't live in truth without him because he is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is in perfect, number five, the Holy Spirit is in perfect unity and fellowship with God the Father, Jesus the Son, so he only speaks to us what he hears from them. Amen. It's almost like, like they, have a, they have an executive meeting between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit finds out from God the Father and the Son what's going on, and then he comes back here to earth, and he reveals to us what's in the mind and the heart of God the Father and God the Son. He makes known what's going on with God the Father and God the Son so that we can know what heaven is saying. Yeah. You can't get that without the Holy Spirit. The best you can do is just guess and, guess and speculate. But if the Holy Spirit comes, he reveals perfectly what's happening in heaven to tell us what is on the mind and the heart of God the Father and his son Jesus Christ. The closer you are with the Holy Spirit, the closer you are with Jesus. The closer you are with the Holy Spirit, the closer you are and the greater the mind of God that's revealed to you. Number six, the Holy Spirit knows the future and he can tell the followers of Christ what is going to happen before it takes place. The Holy Spirit knows the future. I love that. Uh, going back to what it said in verse 13, it says, When the Spirit of truth come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard, and he will tell you about the future. Do you know it is advantageous for you to know? That means to your advantage. It is to your advantage for you to know what's going to happen before it happens, and the one only one on planet earth that has the power to reveal the future to you before it happens is the Holy Spirit. You can go to Miss Cleo to try to find out your future, but she can't tell you your future. You can go to the psychics of Elk Grove and have them read your poem, but they can't tell you the future. You can go to the uh, uh, psychic hotline of California and ask them to tell you the future, but they can't tell you the future. The only one on planet Earth that knows the future of everything is the person of the Holy Spirit. Woo! 
to pay 99 cents a minute to find out what the future is. <laughs> you would have to pull out your MasterCard to pay Sister Cleo to find out the future. He will reveal it to you for free. <laughs> oh my God. Come on, is that not the bargain of the, of the, of the millennium? <laughs> You're shopping for bargains. Stop calling them psychic lines and just call on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey. $3.99. <laughs> Praise God. Last two. The Holy Spirit brings glory to Christ on the earth and throughout the earth. The Holy Spirit's mission is to make Jesus famous, to make him known, to make Jesus the prominent figure in the earth that people look to Christ. The closer you get to the Holy Spirit, the more the Holy Spirit gives you the ability to make Jesus Christ known. You talk about the Holy Spirit so much. Yeah, because the more I connect with him, the more I can make Jesus famous. Mm. And last, the Holy Spirit has a perfect pipeline from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Son. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what's going on with God. You don't have to guess. You don't have to wonder. Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what are you doing? God, what are you trying to tell me? God, what is the next step that I need to take in my life? God, what's the next step I need to take in my career? God, who do I need to marry? I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't have to pray about who I marry. I'm glad that you trust yourself that much. <laughs> See, that basket of crazy that you married, the Holy Spirit knew that he was crazy before you married him. <laughs> the Holy Spirit knew that she was psycho before you married her. And he was saying, please come and ask me. I know totally insane and I will tell you if you just ask me see that brother rolled up with that cool water cologne smelling good he had a fresh hair cut, cut from the barber shop and you thought this is the man I'm gonna marry and the Holy Spirit is over there saying they're nuts stay away <laughs> He knows. <laughs> I don't trust myself that much. Oh, my God. I fasted and prayed before I married Pastor Liz. I said, Lord, she's Puerto Rican. I don't know about this stuff. This is, it's dangerous. <laughs> Some dangerous stuff going on. <laughs> and God says, no, she's the one. I said, all right. All right, Lord. <laughs> He said, she's going to spice your life up a lot, but she's the one. <laughs> Amen. She gave me some adobo, some sassons. Yeah. Look, for those who know those, those Puerto Rican spice, she spiced my life up. Amen. Yeah. 
But the Holy Spirit has a perfect pipeline and will reveal to you what's in the mind of the Father and the Son. I'm concluding with this. The greater our understanding of the Holy Spirit and our relationship with God the Father and Jesus the Son is more significant. The Holy Spirit reveals Christ to us and is the one who comes to live in us when we accept Christ as our Lord and our Savior. If we would embrace the person of the Holy Spirit like the New Testament church did in the beginning, we would turn the world upside down and live more effective Christian lives. Amen. I'm going to close this in prayer because this is not so much about... Um, this is not so much about me laying hands on you and praying, saying, okay, receive the Holy Spirit. We did that the entire month of May. This is more that you would embrace this idea, this concept, this truth, this reality of the person, the Holy Spirit. Because for some of you, I feel like you're hearing this. You're like, I have never heard this in my life. And it was all scripture that I gave you. But it's also 25 years of walking with the Holy Spirit. And seeing his movement throughout the earth, throughout the countries, throughout the nation, throughout the church, throughout even with non-believers that I'm like, this thing is the Holy Spirit is the greatest revelation on the earth if we can understand who he really is. The level of your Christianity goes off the chart when you understand the person of the Holy Spirit. So what I'm going to pray for us today is that the Lord would give us a revelation of who the Holy Spirit is, number one, and then number two, that we would embrace it. Because he could show us, and you could still reject it. I say, that is awesome, great sermon. Thank you, Pastor John, for the information. I still don't want that. And continue to just kind of live life as it is, or say, thank you, that's truth. My eyes have been open. I embrace it. And then your life just goes, explodes and goes to a whole nother level. Amen. So as you stand, I'm going to bless you and I'm just going to declare that revelation over you. And then I'm going to dismiss the service because I don't want this to just be an altar call. I want this to become a lifestyle. I don't want this to just be an altar response. I want this to be something that you say on that service in the first Sunday of June, 2023, I got it. And I'm going to live this the rest of my life. I can never leave the Holy Spirit because there's nothing great on the earth that I could find to replace him. I know that. I'm convinced of it. 1,000%. So just lift your hands. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you would give your people a revelation of the person of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord God, that you would reveal yourself to them, that Holy Spirit, they would have a revelation of who you are from the scriptures, from the word of God, the same way that on Acts chapter 2, when the believers were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and Paul said, these men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning, but they have been fulfilled the promise of Joel chapter 2 of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This is what you are hearing, seeing, and experiencing. 
and it revolutionized the earth in their era and their time. God, I pray that you would give that same revelation to the people who are watching online as well as those who are in this building, that they would have a revelation of the person of the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Godhead that would radically change and transform their lives. I pray that you will remove the scales, that you will remove the blinders, that you will remove the deception, you will remove the lies of the enemy that has tried to convince them that the Holy Spirit is not necessary and that the work of the Holy Spirit is just a denominational thing. The Holy Spirit is not a denomination. He is God here on the earth in the now. He is not a denomination. He is God on the earth in the now. And I pray that your people's eyes would be open. They would have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to perceive what the spirit of the living God is saying, that they would not miss it like Israel missed it when Jesus was in their midst. God, touch us today and change our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that as we go, that you would bless your people. I pray that you would bless them indeed, that you would expand their territory, that your hand would be upon Harvest Church and those who call this place home, that you would be with them and keep them from evil, that they might not cause pain. I just declare and decree the fullness of God to overflow. God, I pray for raises, increases, bonuses, Father God new businesses, new doors, new opportunities, Father God. God, I pray for divine revelation and leadership and instruction from heaven. God, I declare where there were roadblocks, Father, now there would be a highway to travel at high speeds into the divine purposes and plans of heaven for all of your sons and your daughters. I pray that you would bless them and be with them and give them the grace that they need to walk in the fullness of God especially through the person of the Holy Spirit. In your son, Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. And all of God's people who receive this blessing, let me hear you say amen. Amen, amen and amen. Praise God. God bless you. We love you. We will see you on Wednesday night or next Sunday. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. God bless. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. We pray that today's message has touched your heart and encouraged your spirit. We believe that the Word of God has the power to transform our lives and inspire us to be better versions of ourselves. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more inspirational messages. Until next time, may the good Lord bless you. And we look forward to seeing you at one of our weekend services and sharing with you once again next week.